welcome to Frown Town. What's up? Yeah, it's Frown Town. Frown Town, Frown Town, Frown Town. Hey. We are back. Hi. Yeah, we, yeah, have, we have someone else here. Hooray. This is so uh, exciting. So- I so I like this because normally we like make the guests wait for a long, long time <laughs> as we like banter. But now the guests were no. smart; they got in first. I like this. So our <laughs> guest, uh, in fact, V, I'll let you introduce our guest because I feel like you're more familiar yes. with them. Yes. Um, so this is Chris Sardina, um, the director of the Desiree Alliance. Uh, welcome, Chris. How are you? It's Yay. been a minute since I've seen your face. Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, I broke my foot, so no, oh, no, yeah, at so the at the si- first day of the back page trial. So, oh my god! Right? Now, were, were you were you in were you, were you in the room or were you watching virtually? No, I was. I attended and virtually. Um, it wasn't a. Um, it wasn't. No cameras were allowed in the courtroom, but the government did supply us a link if we couldn't make it to listen in. So, um, but Amazing. yes, I did attend the back page trial and broke my foot at the federal courthouse. Were you? Were you just <laughs> oh like like I'm gonna put my foot down and you, and then you broke it in the process? Right. Or? <laughs> I mean. You know, and it's like that's not that sounds like a very Chris thing to do, just putting your foot down so hard that you break so it so forcefully, right? Everybody's going, Whose ass did you kick? You know, whose foot did you have? <laughs> you know, whose ass did you have your foot up? And it's just like my own, my own after I fell three times, you know, so <laughs> um, so I first met. Chris, um, we've known each other through sex worker rights um, advocacy, but we met in person at the Desiree Alliance conference, uh, which for those of you who I don't I don't know if you want to describe what Desiree Alliance is uh, to our listeners. Oh, before we do that real quick. Oh, I'm yeah. Jones. Should, oh, yeah. And I'm V Chatty. Hi. <laughs> this is we also okay. are here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cold so, yeah. open. <laughs> this is my show now. <laughs> and, and now it's the Chris show. Let's go. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, Desiree Alliance has been around since 2000 and kind of started in 2005, made it official in 2006. We are a national sex worker rights organization that works for the human labor and civil rights for sex workers. Um, so we've done a lot of, um, one of the things we're known for is our national conferences, which, um, is the largest sex worker conference in the United States. People attend from all over the world. We have hundreds of, um, sex workers and allies, um, um, so much for my speech class on saying, um, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have, we have hundreds of sex workers and allies that gather together for five days. We have, uh, several tracks. We have the activism track, the harm reduction track, the, um, God, what else V? Um, oh, um, uh, well, there's, there's also a lot of like the safety business track, business tracks. Yeah. Like, so honestly, work. when I went to the, the last Desiree Alliance conference, it hasn't happened since because I know that y'all were having some issues with uh, after FOSTA-SESTA. Um, how exactly did FOSTA-SESTA? Because I'll say this, like, Desiree Alliance was amazing. I met some of uh, I, I've met some of my best friends in the community. Right. Through Desiree Alliance, basically, I mean, it's just a big hooker convention and we all hang out. And last time it was in New Orleans and I had never been to New Orleans before. So it was just, it was, it was super fun. It was right in the the quarter. The best part was right after us, there was a conference for defense attorneys. (laughs) Right. And right before that was the kink community. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we fell in in a really good, you know, here we are. So, um, unfortunately, um, because we are, Desiree Alliance is so political, we always pick mm-hmm. themes for our conferences. And this one was, um, I think in 2013, it was called the audacity of health after Obama's the audacity of whatever he was audacity. <laughs> but, um, so we did a, 
we did a health thing, um, you know, where we really focused on a theme, even though we still had the five tracks that, that people could present under, you know, the main focus was sex worker health. And so last time in 2016, which was New Orleans, um, and we have it in different cities. We've had it in Vegas. We've had it in New York. Uh, no. Yes, no, yes, I know. But we've had it in Chicago. We've had it in San Francisco. Um, we've had it in Vegas a few times. And we had our last one in New Orleans. So we picked different different spots that we, we hold it in. Um, and we always, um, and, and Desiree Alliance is very political. Last time, it, our last conference was 2016, which was um, sex worker rights. And so we basically looked at our rights and, you know, and it's five days of camaraderie, it's five days of learning, five days of networking, and just, you know, uh, of our, our, of sex workers and allies that can get together in a safe place where, you know, we can actually, because the United States is 50 states, so, um, you know, you, it's really hard for us all to be together in one place, and Desiree Alliance provided that. And, um, you know, it was every two years, sometimes three, depending on if we got funding or not. Um, yeah. you know, we're so po, we can't afford the last two letters, you know. So, you know, if we can get the funding, if we can get the funding then, you know, we, we hold the conference. But unfortunately, um, this in 2019 was going to be our, our seventh conference and mm -hmm. it was called Transcending Borders, um, Immigration, Migration and Sex Work. So we were going to really, because I'm from Arizona, it's, it's really near and dear to my heart, immigration and migration. Um, we went in Tucson where I'm from, we went from a really small building on, um, one part of the town to the entire, one side of an air force base so you know oh, wow. ice ice and the border patrol are you know now um co-opting with the air force base and they have an entire so it has grown the immigration I issue has always been a problem but it has grown to the point where it's the whole side of a fucking air force base and we've got a huge air force base here um Damn. so you know that was one of the things that i've been wanting to do way back when was to look at immigration and migration and sex work and um because of fosta sesta most of everything we do is online until we actually get to the conference and so we organize online we mobilize online um you know we we take um you know everybody's presentation proposals everything's online mm -hmm. and so because of fosta sesta being an online sex trafficking bill um, as I like to call it, once they merged together, it was FOSTA, House, SESTA, Senate, and then they merged to become Mr. and Mrs. FOSTA, SESTA. So that's what <laughs> I like to, to, to call it as Mr. Of course they would be heterosexual. <laughs> you know it. God forbid. <laughs> you know, don't be touching peepees with the same sex. But, um, you know, it's true. Since that came about, um, it wasn't so much that we couldn't hold it, but it was the fear of if we held it as, and, and we do this, it's a year long process to get these, um, conferences up and running. You know, we visit the city that we plan on having it in four or five times before we even have the conference. So, you know, once we put down the down payment to the hotel, and, you know, get all the contracts ready. Um, law enforcement is immediately notified because hotels, you know, the, um, the hospitality industry works with law enforcement hand in hand. So they knew we were coming a year before we even got there. So my biggest fear was, and I mean, believe me, I agonized it over it for months of a way we could get around FOSTA and SESTA coming at us in a way that didn't involve federal, state, and local authorities um, 
that would fuck us over, you know, and, and personally, you know, for the safety of the attendees who actually would be immigrants and migrants and many undocumented, um, would ICE come in and raid us? Would, um, you know, would, would federal start, you know, let's all get together and, and go to this whore conference and just fuck everybody over, you know, and personally, I didn't want to go to federal prison as the largest sex trafficker on God's green fucking earth. Um, <laughs> that I didn't want. Um, it, it was more a lot. Yeah, most of us don't want. Right. That. It was more. You know, <laughs> there done that, and I don't want to be making lasagna out of some ramen noodles. You know, I just don't yeah. want that. You know, I, I'm, I'm older now, and prison ain't going to be so easy for me because that's all changed yeah. since my last in little stint in the you know, prison system. So, um, you know, the thing was, that was my biggest fear is our attendees. And, and yeah. what had decided it, it wasn't necessarily the organizing online. It was if one person put, because people come to work, they come to the death yep, rail to work, right? They put their ads up. And this yeah. was my biggest fear is if one person puts one ad up, how, how and connect it to our conference how that could just go south in in you know right. 0.5 seconds so you know i i sat around before i announced it for months just trying to figure out how we could get around all this and still hold a five-day conference without the fear of raids and stings and arrest and just you know a, a really you know heavy law enforcement yeah, thousands, Production. maybe millions of dollars worth of like litigation. Well, and it's, to get it's not just that. Yeah. Like, it's it's also, I mean, the thing about Desiree Alliance too is that like, if you can't afford to go, there, uh, like, there's funding to help you. There's people to help you. I know. I don't think I got a skull. I don't know. Remember if I got a scholarship or not, but I do remember other sex workers putting me up in their hotel rooms, helping right. pay for my flight. I mean, it's a, it's a my friend basically network. was like, I'm terrified to fly. So if you fly with me and hold my hand, she pretty much crushed my hand on the way to New Orleans. But <laughs> I got a free flight. <laughs> but, but, you um, know, and, and the one thing is, is we don't announce it because we do want to come out in the black at the end. You right, know? right. We want to come out with a few hundred dollars ahead instead of saying, hey, you owe us $50,000, you know, and it's redeemable right. now. It's like, oh, right. I got to sell my gin soaked kidney, you know, just to, <laughs> to, to it off. because this well, is I well mean, over. It's a hundred thousand dollar conference. I mean, that's yeah. what it pretty much, you know, we There's have a lot to- of people who can afford it. And I think that's the cool thing is that a lot of the people who can afford it do step up and provide for the other sex workers. It's not just the conference who's well, supplying like, you know, you, you know, guys have a, a certain point. amount of scholarships. And a little Which known fact is we don't, if you don't have the money, a little known fact um, is we don't hunt you down to pay. We don't do that. Right. This is, you know, for us, by us. And if you don't have the money, I'm not going to, um, you know, say, hey, you don't have any money. Get the fuck out. I mean, what kind of conference right. is that? You know, <laughs> I'm not, we're not like those other conferences where they're checking your badge and, you know, and this right. and that. I mean, every want- other conference. <laughs> <laughs> literally every other conference <laughs> right um, and, and i mean the, we don't do that, so the thing was you know. is for for me being um a trans sex worker who is not really out yet and you know i was it was great because uh the year i went miss major was the keynote she and always she's always our keynote i mean she she's great she's one of my good great friends and um i, I love, love her so me. much I love her dearly. I, and we just somehow clicked one year. We did a presentation together. Oh my God. Over just years ago. And we became, I don't know. It just clicked and we became just, you know, she's more than a bestie. She's a dear, dear friend. And Miss Major, you know, everybody at Desiree Alliance, the first thing I say was, Hey, we don't have any money. Well, you know, we'll pay for your plane. We'll pay for your food. We'll play, pay for your ticket, plane ticket, but we don't have any money. Will you 
please consider being a keynote at Desiree Alliance. And I've never had anybody ever say no. Um, So this is something, you know, that, that even our keynotes, we have two keynotes a day. Um, or no, one, two, how many V? Two, one. Oh, two, one. Yeah. It's been so long. Too it much time and too many whippets um, for me. We, yeah, at lunch, <laughs> at lunch we have the keynote. And, um, you know, we've been so fortunate to have some. We've had Jocelyn Elders, um, mm-hmm. the attorney general, uh, or the, you know, the, the medical the medical person in the United States uh, who worked under um, I don't know one of these presidents uh, but we've had we've had Miss Major we've had Dion Haywood of Women with the Vision mm. we've oh, had some, you know we've had some activists from wherever they're from come up and speak we've had Shea Gossett um, you know we've had some fantastic speakers um, <coughs> excuse me <coughs> I just choked on my own slobber, but anyways, <laughs> Lord, but we've had some um, fantastic speakers that have willingly given their time. And Miss Major has been a keynote twice and has always absolutely said yes. So this is one of the things that we're, we've been really fortunate is on a low budget and yeah. especially in a, a, a prostitution, um, I've got air quotes, <laughs> prostitution <laughs> conference, um, that we have had people just, you know, yes, yes, yes. Well, and, and, and also it's the, uh, when I went, I remember I, we watched the movie, we screened major. Uh, oh yeah. I still night, have and it. it was I a, love it. It's a, it's a great film. Um, if you can find it, watch it. it. Uh, I watched Major, and I actually had to go to work that night because I couldn't afford to go to this conference if I didn't work. Because that's the way that a lot of people do it, is they can't really afford to take a week off of work, so they have to work during the conference. Right. And I was... It is. It is. Uh, <laughs> I, I had done my makeup before the um, before the movie so that I could just jet afterwards and go out but i was like crying i was tearing up because i was watching this movie about trans shit and then i walk outside and you know there's these uh several women you know older uh, trans women you know trans sex worker elders which they're the fucking best and i walk out and i'm like they're like are you okay and i'm like i'm just having feelings about the movie and i have to go to work and I have to, and I don't know how to deal with this. And they're like, honey, get it together. You'll be fine. And I was like, you're right. I will be fine. I will be fine. But it was like, it wasn't like a chastisement. It was just like, you'll be fine. We've been here. We're, we're still here. Like seeing. We're still fucking partic- here. We're That's still what fucking Ms. here. Says. We're still fucking here. And she, she, my favorite part of her speech her her keynote that year was she was like you know you you old bitches need to listen to these young bitches because they've got some new ideas but you young, young bitches need to listen to, listen to the old, the old ones because we've know. been here for a long time <laughs> yeah i think about shoulders. that a lot i think about shoulders. that a lot you know, and, and the um, one thing yeah. we do during the conference is, um, unfortunately, we can't provide dinner, but mm-hmm. um, we do provide breakfast, we provide lunch, we provide childcare. Um, so we have, you know, all that in place where I've been to so many conferences that, that, you know, doesn't realize people have children. And so, yeah. you know, this is one thing Desiree has been very mindful of. We have rooms for... Um, we have rooms for prayer for Christians. We have rooms for prayer for, um, you know, if you practice, um, Islam, if, if you, you know, and so we have separate, you know, not separate rooms, but, um, yeah, we do. We have different rooms for that. So it's very mindful of what we do and how we cater to our attendees. You know, we have AACANA meetings. We have, um, quiet rooms rooms where if it's too much because it goes on all day i mean this yeah. thing goes from 10 to 5 at night with four or five different fucking you know um 
presentations going off at one time, plus your keynotes, plus your night activities. We have, you know, so this is something, you know, we decided we, this time we'd have some quiet rooms where you could just go in and just shut it down if it's too much for you. So you can reflect on that. Um, when we, because we don't provide dinner, we have a refrigerator. We have a room that we, we just, you know, we get for that reason. If you're hungry, there's food in that refrigerator. Nobody's going to go hungry. I grew up in extreme poverty and stole food. So that's something that's very near and dear to my heart is, you know, make sure you're not hungry. And that's one thing, you know, if you're hungry and you don't have any money, that refrigerator is fucking stocked. You know, we take all the food from the morning and the afternoon and, you know, just, you know, finish it up, stuff it in the refrigerator. People put in food. And so there's something, you know, there's the child care goes on all day. Um, so there, you know, we have activities, we have swimming, we have, um, you know, last time the kids made tie-dyed shirts, and so there's something. <laughs> I, know, I went out and hung out in the childcare room sometimes <laughs> just because it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, so we did, you know, we have things like that every day for the kids to do besides run around like little animals, you know. So there's all these activities. We always have a child care person that's um, CPR certified, you know, and all that good stuff. uh, Well, and I think about... I think about because, you know, I went on a tour one time with a friend of mine who had a child and the way that a lot of sex workers are able to go on vacation and 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 have nice, you know, times away from their home is they have to work while they do it. So it worked out perfectly because when she was working, I would take the kid to a play place or something. And when I was working, she would take her kid out. And, you know, she was able to take her kids skiing and all this stuff that they normally wouldn't have been able to do. Um, but, you know, the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, this is either having a, a three-year-old with us is either a perfect cover or a huge felony. Right. And, and, <laughs> and that's so I think about do. that with Desiree, too. Like, this is a sex worker convention and you've got a room full of kids and sex workers have kids, but, you know, to people on the outside who don't know our lives and who don't think that we're, like, normal right. And they beings. eat with us. They eat with us during breakfast and lunch um, yeah. to show everybody that this is who we are. We're mothers. Yeah. We're, you know, um, I gave a speech at the um, National Women's March. We were invited to speak, Desiree Alliance. And um, nice. Um, yeah. And, and it was historic Thank for God. us because this was the first year that Women's March actually said sex work is sex. So yep. sex work is work, um, <laughs> you know, and so, you know, we, we got to speak on that. And when I opened, I said, I am a mother, I am a grandmother, I am a great grandmother, and I am a sex worker. And I popped that red umbrella up. And, you know, just to let you, and, and I no longer give any of you permission to vilify me, to say I'm less than you, because I'm right here. Yeah. I got the fucking microphone. Where are you at? You know, so that's something that, you know, that, you know, why are you keeping your boot on my neck when we're all going toward the same cause of, you know, freedoms and, and, you know, get the government off our neck and, and quit over policing us. And, you know, so this was something that I made sure I talked about. Um, you know, that it, of all the crappy things that the government continuously tries to hammer down on us, such as abortion rights, such as, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, um, you know, the other look, look the other way on trans murders and, mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the murdering and violence against sex workers and, and LGBT people and HIV criminalization. There's so yeah. much more broader than sex work that, kind of umbrellas under sex work so you know this is something that i talked about at the women's march i said you know when when the government continuously hammers down on everything that we have fought for 
um, you're going to be standing right next to a sex worker because, you yeah. know, we're, we've got our hands in everything. I'm in reproductive rights, health and justice. I'm in, um, HIV criminalization. I'm in, um, LGBT. I'm in women's rights and, you know, immigrant rights and, and yeah. migrant rights and, and so many things more than just, you know, put the penis in the hole. I mean, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> my work is so beyond the scope of sex work but yet yeah. when i'm in these fields and in these movements this is the first thing that i say i'm a sex worker and so you know desiree alliance has been really successful on opening a lot of these doors that were once closed to us where people go, yeah. Oh, you know, so I've done trainings, you know, um, during the pandemic, I've done some trainings, um, for reproductive rights, health and justice, how they can get on board. Don't shut the door on us. You know, we're important uh, and we have something to say and you can't ignore us any longer. So, you yeah. know, I've done mm -hmm. trainings on that. I've done, you know, a lot of work on opening the door and getting us into the HIV movement um, and recognized as a valid movement, um, sex worker rights, you know, that, hey, we're standing, you, your oppression is my oppression, my oppression is your oppression. We're all being criminalized over some dumb fucking shit, you know, yeah. and this is 2021 now, and y'all need to come into to this century and, and stand beside us because we're standing beside you and we recognize. Yeah the oppression and this is what you need to do and so you know Desiree Alliance has really been able to build that table that a lot of these younger activists now um, are eating at you know yeah. and, and so that's something you know that I'm very proud of of the work that we've done throughout the years well, so and, one question I have oh, is... I've, I want oh. to say one thing yeah, about... Uh, it's funny because, you know, when you know the, the, the Handmaid's Tale, the TV show first came out, you had all these people mm. being... I know. Like, Won't can you it. imagine? Can you imagine if this happened? No. Can you imagine if this happened? I'm like, this is already happening. This just not happening. to... Just not to, like, rich, wealthy white women. Like, it's happening. Women are having their bank accounts taken away all the time. Like women are being arrested. Women are being murdered. It's just not the types of women who, you know. And are we're already at the fringes. We're the marginalized within the marginalized, you know. So, yeah. you know, we're for, we're for the full. Um, we, we don't really say decriminalization anymore, even though that's the platform that we have been on since 2006. We're fully oh, anti-criminal. We're anti-criminalization. That's, that's the premise yeah. that we go off on now because we know decriminalization, even if it happened, will not look the same in every community, especially communities that are people of color, communities yeah. that are, um, communities that are already heavy policed or heavily policed. And so, you know, what, even if it's decriminalized, what's that going to look like in these types of communities that are already at the margins, you know, that, right. that, that have been throwaway. So this is something that, you know, we decided we were going to change our attitude on that and just go, let's, let's do the full anti-criminalization. Makes much I more like sense. That. It's much what more. What were you going to say, Jay? Um, well, we have to go to break. So when we come back, <laughs> we'll be back. Welcome back to Frown Town. Oh, wait, I can do the George Vincent thing. Frown Town, we are with Frown Town. Oh, it doesn't work anymore. Welcome back to Frown Town. <laughs> that only makes sense to two people, I just realized. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just, uh, you know, inside baseball, we just had a delightful conversation that we didn't record. It was really but that's good. Okay. On the plus uh, side, I now know the better question to ask. So, uh, Chris, tell me, what was your first Desiree Alliance convention like? <laughs> it was in 2006. And the reason why Desiree Alliance became in the first place mm -hmm. was because of um, uh, Washington's serial killer, 
um oh that's right gary ridgeway yeah who um you know Uh, the reason why he killed many 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 prostitutes because they they weren't called really sex workers at that time many many prostitutes was because he could and that was his exact words because i can and nobody cares so we you know um stacy swim and a few others decided um, that this just, you know, wasn't right. How can you, you know, get away with this? And he did it for years, you know, and, yeah. and left, you know, these, these women just along the riverbank. And, um, you know, and, and if you've ever, I don't know, we did a die in one time years ago at some protest and, and I laid there for the longest time. And people, you know, would just walk over you because that's the whole thing of a die-in. Um, you lay on the ground. You don't say nothing. People walk over you. And the longer I laid there, just, I mean, I almost had a panic attack because it was yeah. just, you were forgotten. You were disposable. And you started thinking, you know, this is what these women go through. Um, and, and if we all haven't experienced some type of violence in our lives as women and as sex workers, um, you know, and, and I'm not excluding men or trans, um, because we all experience violence as sex workers. Um, you know, and if you haven't experienced that, then, you know, good for you. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think I know any sex worker that hasn't experienced some type of violence, whether it's, you know, um, small or large. So, well, I uh, mean, and I want to, I want to bring up, you know, the fact that like, you know, when sex workers are doing protests, especially, you know, protests where we're doing like die-ins or like I did a protest one year for December 17th where I like dumped a bunch of fake blood on myself which it was in December in Seattle at Westlake and I wrote all the names of the people on the list and I was handing them out and I specifically wasn't speaking it was cold and it was hard but it was also like the there was like there were only a few women who actually came up to me and asked me if I was okay instead of talking to people around me you know, so so this is the reason why Desiree Alliance came about. Um, and so we, um, you know, we decided that this was this is something that we would do every, you know, every two years. Um, sometimes it's every three, like I said, depending on the funding. Um, but this is a reason why um, that we have these gatherings. So we can be together, so we can love one another, so we can lift one another up. Because also at the same time that we're doing this, we're we're the population that will eat our own. We will eat you up and throw you yeah. away. We we tear each other up because we're always in such defense mode. Um, yeah, with everything, with everything that we do, you you have to be. Um, yeah well we're in defense it's life or death sometimes well again as as just mentioned you were just saying every sex worker has experienced (laughs) violence in some some sort so of course you're defensive like you're just well it was against each other it's the easiest part to do is to eat each other up but you know i i always say you know we need to stop putting the boots upon our own necks um, you know, and, and, um, so this is what Desiree Alliance provides. You know, I remember the first time my first conference there, I, I actually went to see, oh, how do you save the poor whore off the street? And it was, you know, what, how are they looking at it like this? And yeah. it was the first, I mean, it was completely the opposite. It was empowerment. It was pro-sex work. It was, you know, look at us. And, and, um, this was, you know, people of all walks of life. It, it just wasn't, you know, um, fully white. It wasn't fully, you know, it was just fully everybody. And it yeah. was, you know, so, I mean, I walked out of there about three feet off the ground with just <laughs> this sheer happiness. And the first time in my life, 
and I think I was 40 at the time, the first time in my life that I could ever hold my head up and say, yes, I did, I do, I did, I do, I'm going to do sex work. <laughs> and, you know, it, it was really amazing after, you know, 20 some years in the business that, um, it was the first time that I was ever able to do that without somebody looking at me or somebody saying something or, ooh, how could you do that? It was the very first time. And, and to me, that was so empowering that I instantly became an ally because we had our own nonprofit in Arizona called the Women's Reentry Network, where we were women, ex-felons, helping women um, ex-felons come in and out of Arizona's prison system. So we even helped them while they were in there, you know, on, on what to do to be successful to get your ass out, you know, and then, you know, provide references and such for them when they came out. And so, um, you know, we instantly became allies with, with Desiree Alliance. And then the more I, I kept attending the conferences and in 2010, um, a trans woman, Sharmis Outlaw, and, and, and I met Sharmis Outlaw, who was a black, transgender work the streets of dc and in 2006 we had this instant beautiful wonderful connection that we just became best besties and um so you know we continue to do um and it, it worked for desiree alliance and and became you know became allies with them and um so in 2010 when the director was stepping down after the last conference somebody said wouldn't that be great because here i am as a poor mexican woman who's an ex-con felon you know <laughs> um all the above, check all the boxes. And Sharmis was the same, black transgender street worker. And somebody said, wouldn't it be great if you and Sharmis became co-directors of Desiree Alliance? We said, sure, it'll be fun, great, you know, fuck. <laughs> Little did I know work and, you know, how many people <laughs> would be against it and how many people made sure that your life was a living hell. And so over the years, you know, unfortunately, Sharmis has passed away. But um, over uh, the years, yeah, yeah I, I became director in 2015, sole director. And but, um, you know, how how different, how thick skinned you become because you have to, you know, in order to be a leader and especially a leader of a marginalized group, such as sex workers, um, you really have to start getting thick. I mean, I remember the first conference that I did, um, the week after I call it crucifixion week because everybody on Twitter, everybody on any social media <laughs> that even attend will tell you what a piece of shit you are, you know, and how <laughs> and, and it's like you weren't even there, you know, it's like doesn't make any difference. My friend went, you know, and so you know, the first week I call it crucifixion week because the first week, you know, they just hammer you home. And I remember the first conference I did by my you you know, organized um, as a director. I was in the, I was in a ball. I was in a fetal ball, just crying. My God, you know, I worked so hard and, you know, I've given it all and I, you know, given my whole passion and my whole life for this fucking thing. And then, you know, I end up getting hammered. And so, you know, it was, it was a valuable lesson and you learn valuable lessons as well because you don't do everything right you know and there's some things you learn that lesson in well next time this won't happen or next time you know <laughs> this is going to happen so you know every every conference that we've had since since we've became directors um you know has been a little bit better has been a little bit more mindful um you know how do we take care of our people better we can't say you know we're for sex worker rights and not take care of our people and so you know there was there's been a lot of lessons learned um i've gotten really thick skin my block button is hard and strong on social media <laughs> you're out i don't need to listen to your shit you know and but there's other times where you know you know what you've done 
after a conference what worked and what really didn't work and what where you need to make improvements or where you need to let everything let things go so you know there's no harder critic on on me than me and so you know this is something that after every conference i've i've taken away some great lessons on how to become a better leader um, you know, so, you know, for our movement. So that's something that... Well, and sorry, but you, I feel like you're also oh, just with any industry event, you have to deal with groups of people who don't like each other mm. already. Yeah. You know, and there's hi- hierarchy within the, you know, within every movement. But, you know, yeah. like the strippers don't like street street girls or you know the uh, the trans girls don't like this this population and so you do have that you know you've got the branded ones online that you know they're not really sex workers and and so you know you've got them i'm not a sex worker you know so so you've got the hierarchy <laughs> with even in the hierarchy there and so that's one thing you know that desiree alliance does it's like hey this is one conference you know, and, and, you know, this is our one week to, yeah. um, you know, to do this. And so, you know, lifelong friendships have been formed. I mean, I, I've never, I've met people that are so embedded in my heart, you know, from these conferences that, you know, absolutely that are some of the best people on the planet because we might each eat each other up every once in a while, but let somebody else's boot get in there and we'll see how fast you know that some asses are kicked we don't let that happen so that's one good thing yeah we might each other eat each other up but we ain't letting nobody else eat us up you know yeah we got enough of that so that that's something so i'm curious about uh uh back page and what can can you talk you've been following this more closely than anybody that i know so well back page they got rated Right in in twenty well Backpage the two uh, the two uh, CEOs um, um, Lacey and Larkin um, Jim Larkin and Michael Lacey they sold it in twenty fifteen to a guy named Carl Ferrar and okay. so um, they sold it for five hundred million Ferrar put down two hundred. So, um, and I'll get into that in a minute, but what had happened, Backpage was raided by, um, by, you know, Kamala, Cop Mala Harris. I like to call it <laughs> Cop Mala Harris kind of led that, that fight against that. And it was, you know, let's go after them at all cost, at all cost. And so, you know, the bigger picture of Backpage, who is who has been in court, I don't know how many years, over the years, and not just Backpage, because they owned like 17 different alternative newspapers. And so this yeah. goes way back um, where they have been, you know, in a court situation, Backpage versus Dart. Um, which was the MasterCard fiasco a few years ago where MasterCard said, Hey, we're not, we're Tom Dart, the sheriff of Chicago went after Backpage, um, and got MasterCard to start censoring and stopping, um, sex worker using their credit card as a payment form. So, I mean, the, yeah, the, that, the that was annoying. The MasterCard thing that we're seeing now today is not new. But anyway, yeah. so over the years, Lacey and Larkin have been in and out of the courtroom on First Amendment charges. And I'm a big First Amendment person. Um, and so, um, you know, this is really, this trial was up to me about a first amendment you know it wasn't about prostitution it wasn't i mean i mean that's kind of a sub a subgroup of that but at the Uh same time it really was about the rights of free speech and the gutting of section 230 of the communications decency act which you know absolved third third party 
providers of anything that, you know, you and me might post online. They weren't responsible for it. So, you know, this is what the government right now is trying to take away from us. Are Um, those the charges? What are the actual charges against them? Between both of them, there was about 50 charges apiece. It was actually six defendants. Some of them were staff, moderators, and things like that. But they really wanted to go after Lacey and Larkin. And they had 50 charges pretty much each, pretty uh, close to a, you know, if not a hundred more, there was at least a hundred. So, um, you know, it was the facilitation, um, conspiracy to commit prostitution. They went on the travel act where, um, you know, if you traveled, you know, because a lot of times you'll see online ads, Hey, I'm new in town or Hey, yeah. you know, I'm in your city. So it, it, the Travel Act is, is you know, similar to the Mann Act, where if you cross over state lines, um, it can be considered. It goes from an ordinary misdemeanor charge to a federal offense. So, you know, they, they tried to get them on money laundering. Um, and so there's all kinds of weird charges like that, money laundering. Um, and, and, and Lacey and Larkin didn't even really own it anymore. They had sold Are there... It. Are there human trafficking charges as well? None. Zero. (laughs) How did I know? No sex trafficking charges. No child sex trafficking charges. (laughs) But But yet the judge allowed that in this trial as a subset of prostitution. And, um, so the, def- the prosecution decided that's exactly what they were going to do. And they made this, the opening remarks were, you know, sex trafficking, sex trafficking, sex trafficking, child sex trafficking. And this, they were going Fascinating. Back, yes. And they were going back to 2015 when Lacey and Larkin actually owned it. So it didn't have anything to do with 2021. It had everything Damn. to do with 2015. And so this is where they started. This was their starting point. And so the prosecution opened up with sex trafficking and showed um, porn videos that had nothing to do with Backpage. Um, Jesus. They showed... They showed, and and it was all Sacramento too. It was really strange. They used Sacramento. Did they sh- from were they like uncensored porn videos in court? Yes, it was. It what was the violent. fuck? Violent. It was violent Whoa. graphics. Wasn't so. Jesus. It, yeah, it was violent graphics of violent things. Um, what was like? Did they even like state what it was supposed to be evidence of? It just goes to prove that it was going to prove that Backpage allowed sex trafficking on their sites. And they actually... What? Yes. This is... Oh, this is so much more insane than I even thought. The judge allowed that as a subset of prostitution (sighs) because trafficking happens during prostitution. Well, trafficking... But they're showing porn. Walmart, too. Yes. But they're showing porn. porn. They showed graphic, violent porn. um, And it had nothing to do... wasn't ever on back page it had they showed um ad after ad after ad of sacramento escorts um on back page with n- the fully clothed um you know they were just trying to you know new in town they used words like um bottom as a um code word for trafficking that the bottom oh shit in my notes i've got like 20 pages of notes um bottom was actually a young trafficking victim that worked their way up to be um the boss of other trafficking victims so now we have a new word for bottom um girlfriend experience gfe was um, a trafficking victim that was, you know, <laughs> to act a certain way toward her, her, her John. Um, oh my fucking god! All the buzzwords, John. Um, they actually had a sex trafficking victim, and I'm not going to take anything away from her story. Um, when she was 15, that um, she met a girl in a youth. 
Um, uh, she had run away and met a girl at a youth youth shelter in Seattle who did work out, out of cars and um, gave her a phone. And then they got into a fight and she met, this was pimp number one now. And then um, she met pimp number two completely on her own, fell in love with him. He started, you know, putting back page ads on. Um, and she did it as well. Both were willing. Um, I didn't see any type of violence that was described on this. Um, she's been well-groomed since this was 2010. And she's been well-groomed by the prostitu- prostitution. Prosecution. <laughs> prostitutes of them all. But, um, you know, so she did. Um, and then in 2015, Anyways, she it, they put her on the stand and she immediately started crying and, you know, had to stop the trial for a minute. But when defense was questioning her, she got immediately defensive. She started using all the buzzwords, John, um, I was told what, you know, I did what I was told to do. And, and I mean, she just, you know, it was really, you could tell that the defense over the years have really groomed her as well, but I'm not going to take anything away from her story whatsoever on that. So, you know, that's about all I got to say about the victim, but, um, you know, and then they put the victim's mother on there. And I think in 2015 or 2017, they actually, sued Backpage, the victim and her mother sued Backpage in civil court, which they lost. So, um, you know, there it wasn't proven that Backpage was the cause of her, you know, of all this happening. She actually went to a third pimp freely because he offered her more money. He wasn't gonna get he wasn't giving her any money. So she went back to the second pimp who she was in love with. And this is another thing, you know, it you know, the word pimp. And so, you know, the and this is continuous um of the constant ads. They had the expert DOJ. Oh fuck. He first he was uh officer DOJ expert something that was his title and i mean the prosecution just used all the titles um officer doj expert oh, i've got it written down it's like four four titles and then by lunch they had added the word supervisor so officer doj expert um special agent supervisor so i mean this guy just kept getting the you know more more added to his titles um, by the hour, yeah. and come to find out, he did <laughs> He's not. He's ranking know, up every hour, right? He didn't, know, <laughs> he didn't know the prostitution codes, and this was the expert they called in from Sacramento. <laughs> he didn't know the prostitution codes of the city or the county. He just got um, and and come to find out, there wasn't even any county codes in Sacramento. It was. <laughs> what the codes were for escorting in Sacramento city in the city limits. So, you know, in California, you can have an escort license. Um, right. He didn't well, know. and yeah, go ahead. I, I think, I think with, you know, when they put, it's very interesting. Cause I've been in, I've been in um, like legislative hearings where they'll bring in like totally unrelated, like, Oh, here's a class of ninth graders who would, who are going to talk about how bad it would be if they were trafficked. And they, they put yeah. that into their consideration for like passing laws. They're like hypothetical right. ninth grade fantasies well, about moral panic well, too. You yeah, know, and, 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 and but at the same the time, there are people who are really hurt by other people, and it happens to intersect right. with the industry. But like, if you know, it's a very complicated thing, and you know, you can't take away the abuse that someone has had done to them um but blaming the website that was done by a person and you know and and when the prosecution for you know they immediately called for a mistrial on the first day with this outrageous um dog and pony show that that prosecution was putting on and the judge the judge let me just go there the judge bernovich um 
Deborah, I think that's her first name, um, is a federal judge, and who happens to be married to the Arizona Attorney General, who is what? running for yes, who is running what? for Senate, who is running for the Senate next year, and he has had a big no! anti trafficking platform. So she didn't recuse herself, saying that she wouldn't be biased or judgmental. But I mean, there was more overrulings than there were sustainments. She allowed this trafficking um, narrative to continue. And um, the jury, you know, when, when the witness came on. But they're the not being charged for trafficking charges at not. all. But because it's a subset of prostitution, she allowed it. But I mean, they went, you know, they called for a mistrial the first day. Defense did. Judge wouldn't allow it. Um, and so it went on and on and on. Where the, then the DOJ super duper expert supervisor guy came on. It was funny because I do have to, I don't know why it stuck with me, but I remember when Backpage um, the defense for Larkin, I think, came over and was um, asking uh, about, uh, was questioning the, the DOJ expert, um, who we found out, who just got hammered. He wasn't an expert in shit. Um, he actually <laughs> had, uh, he goes, DOJ expert, you know, uh, agent. He goes, do I have to call you by your whole title? Because by the end of lunch on the first day, the guy had seven or eight titles, you know, <laughs> up, you know expert supervisor. And so, you know, there was like seven different <laughs> titles for this guy. And it was so funny because, you know, if it was, if there was any snark in that, yeah, that was just like, bam, yes. But, you know, the thing was the DOJ expert, um, actually put this really ugly green couch up for sale on Backpage in Sacramento, as well as an escort ad. And so their big thing was, well, there was only one person responding to this really ugly, hideous green couch versus the 300 in a 10 day, in a 10 day period versus the 300 responses he got for the escort ad. So, well, and what they don't, what they don't realize. Because they don't have a sex worker expert who can come in and be like, like 250 of those text messages are just time wasters. The DOJ actually called up Backpage, and this is in a 10-day period, actually called up DOJ, um, and the CEO of Backpage actually answered the phone, Carl Farrar. And the DOJ said, hey, you know, there's an ad that's for prostitution. Um, because all this time, the D, uh, Backpage has been working with the anti-trafficking organizations, with the DOJ and government agencies to, you know, curb sex trafficking. They've had, they have several, you know, they have two or three ways that you can report it on, on back page. And so yeah. there were things put in place. The DOJ even gave them an award for this. Yeah. Um, I remember for working, that. For working with them. And so, you know, the prosecution didn't mention any of that, but it was right. really funny because this DOJ expert supervisor, super duper, whatever fuck he was, um, you know, he actually called and got the CEO and said, hey, there's there's prostitution going on here. And he says, oh, really? What is it? Because they had continuously tried to um, use verbiage. Um, words that said, you know, that would, that would trigger either the moderators or the, um, technology into noticing it was trafficking, like Lolita, right. young girl, or whatever, right. you know, the buzzwords that, that can, um, flag it. So when, once Carl Farrar knew that, you know, this would, there was an ad, although this was an 18 year old, you know, whoever, however young the model was she wasn't underage she was fully clothed in the ad it never mentioned any type of money and this is the doj it was an <laughs> undercover couch and an undercover <laughs> ad uh escort an undercover ad. Couch. the word undercover couch so um so it it was all connected to the same email the couch and the, the escort ad were connected to the same 
undercover email. And so, um, you know, and so once Carl Ferrar realized that, oh, you know, because the guy says, hey, we're DOJ. And he goes, well, what ad is it? And, and he, I guess he told him, but he said, well, how do you know it's prostitution? And the, the, the expert went, oh, I can't tell you. It's super duper secret, right? So it was really <laughs> within, you know, within that, 24-hour period, that ad was taken down, along with the ugly green couch. That ad was taken down. The undercover so couch. It, it was, yeah, it was connected to the escort ad. Both yeah. of those ads were taken down. So the DOJ expert had so another... So the AI DOJ. worked. Well, yes. So, so the yeah. DOJ expert had another cop undercover guy come in and try to use that, use the ad to repost it and reword it and everything else. But because it was to that email, they could not repost it. They could not do anything with that ad. They couldn't even <laughs> repost the fucking couch. Okay. So, yes, you know. So, so these don't experts know. don't even know how to like get a new email so that they can right, fucking use right. back page again. I don't yeah. know, but you know, it just, and, and you know, basically what they did was they sat and they were only supposed to use, I believe, less than a hundred ads to depict that. Um, and, and I mean, they went ad after ad of 2015 Sacramento women, and it didn't even anger me. It just almost made me cry because. These women did not know that they're in court on their ads. Yeah. These yeah. women are forever into evidence now. Um, you know, and like I said, people don't, don't, aren't always doing sex work. They're working their way right. through school. They have to pay a bill. They have kids to raise. Rent needs to be paid. You know, and so they're, they're working vanilla jobs or working their way through school or they, you know, decide they don't want to be in sex work anymore. So they don't, you know, but forever now, these women are in these ads and it was disgusting because the DOJ expert, they were having him read these ads and he's going hot and juicy. Come see oh. me. I am new in town. It was so monotone. It was, dude, it was creepy. And then you're thinking, what does this fucker do all day but sit in a room by himself? He's probably got this raging ass boner, you know, that he's <laughs> reading all these ads. But he was reading from these ads verbatim. And not one of the all of these ads, not one of them had any type of pricing on it. Um, you know, and then, okay, so, so Backpage got a hold of him and just kind of tore his ass up. Just really realized that, well, you know, and, and the one of the last things one of the defense lawyers says, well, then you're not really an expert, are you? Because he didn't know the <laughs> He didn't know the codes. He couldn't tell you a lot of things um, about, um, you know, what these terms meant. Sure. Um, so it went on and on. The defense kind of destroyed him. So then the prosecution brings in somebody from NICMAC, which is the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Been sitting on the board for 16, 17 years. Um, she's the one that did define the terms bottom, girlfriend experience, right. wifey. Um, a wifey is supposed to be the trafficking victim, you know, that acts like they're oh married to the picker. And all these That's terms ridiculous. that are on back page ads are now terms, code words for, hey, sex trafficking of children. And so... By the end of the day with her, defense had got her probably the last half hour of the day. And um, she, you know, she's the one that she didn't admit that um, she refused to admit that sex work was work. She said she explained it. It was total exploitation. That's what she feels good for her. She needs to be on the knickknack board. Um you know, um, but so the defense hadn't even really got her the last day of it wasn't the last day. We were only like 10 percent into the trial. Boom. Back page because of this lady um, and prosecution allowing her to fully um, 
go on the the narrative she was going with all all people doing sex work or sex trafficked and she defined all these terms that everyday terms that escorts use on ads um you know gfe you know wifey, yeah. all these terms normal shit bottom you know who knew that a bottom was a sex you know a, a victim boss <laughs> Uh, no, I want to so, ask Chris. So we're well, we're we're actually we are coming grossly up grossly over time. Yeah, I actually yeah, I'm left at the so. end. So what? Is oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Backpage immediately said, "Fuck you, mistrial." So the following <laughs> morning, the judge had went. Um, finally, finally, after allowing all this to happen. And allowing all this this testimony happening of, of not one charge was mentioned by the prosecution, not one actual charge, but everything was just saturated with sex trafficking and child sex trafficking. Backpage called for a mistrial. She, uh, the next morning, she goes, I can't ignore it any longer, mistrial. You, after repeatedly telling you at sidebar that you need to tread lightly on this because now now you're poisoning the jury. You know, this is all there. They don't even know the actual charges anymore. Yeah. And right. so the judge was forced to declare a mistrial. And so Damn. doesn't mean that they still don't have the charges. They go back in for a review on October 5th. Doesn't okay. mean that the state's not going to pick it up again, you know, because they really want them. This has been going on since 2017. So who knows? Yeah. Um, but I know because of the oversaturation of sex trafficking and child sex trafficking, she was finally forced to, you know, step back and say, this is a mistrial. Bam! Yay! Yeah. Which is a great ending. Victory! For now. <laughs> yeah. For now. Okay, so well, we have to wrap. Uh, Chris, if there is any way that you want to be contacted on social media, if people want to reach out to you, maybe if they want to try to donate to you or try to just uh, contact you, how would you like to be contacted? Oh, thanks for the donations, you know, shout out. Um, org <laughs> donation. I mean, we can, well, I'll take all your money. Um, this is how we <laughs> You know, there is spoken like a true whore, but, um, you know, this is, how we, <laughs> this is how we survive is on grants and donations, you know, from, from, you know, people like, like us. And so, um, I'm on Twitter. We're Desiree Alliance on Twitter. Um, you know, we're, we're Desiree Alliance on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram because I, you know, pictures aren't my thing, but, um, you know, on Twitter and Facebook. And, and so if you'd like to follow us, feel free. And I really appreciate the time and the shout out and the great conversation. Same. This yeah, has been great. No, I was, I, this has been, uh, wow. They went further than I even thought. Um, I'm hoping that it will be over, but if it's not, as soon uh, as you prim comes, our conference is back on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Well, I've been V Chatty. And V, if people need to find you, how can people contact you if you'd like to be contacted? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at V-E-E-C-H-A-T-T-I-E. And Jay, if people want to find you, where would they do that? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at adjective underscore J. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frowntown Pod. We're also on Twitch. Leave us five star reviews on Apple. Uh, and thank you so much, Chris. This has been great. Hey, follow yeah, me. Yeah, thank you so much, Kiss. Yeah, follow Chris. She's a great follow. And I'll follow you. We'll just follow <laughs> And she follows around. back. She follows back. <laughs> this was awesome. Uh, so, you know, give your money to Desiree Alliance and uh, have fun listening to FCON. Mm-hmm.